Hey everyone, I'm Gwendolyn. Hi, I'm Chelsea. Hello, I'm Kimberly. Hey, I'm Maria. What's up, I'm Kwaku. And I'm Kwame. In today's episode, we will be discussing diversity in soccer. I started soccer super late. I started when I was 17 years old. Oh my God. And that's like a grandpa in soccer. And the way I got into soccer, I started watching the 2010 World Cup. That was the wonderful USA when they had Jurgen Klinsmann. I miss you, Jurgen. Anyway, that's when um, Landon Donovan scored the goal against Algeria. Um, that was a crazy goal. It was like the 92nd minute. And that was the goal to get us to the next round. But yeah, that's why I got into soccer. I love the sport. I started like watching it profusely. Then I started from the World Cup watching Man City. That was the first Premier League game I saw ever. Um, and then that's when I started loving this game of soccer even more. Where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Well, I'm from Brooklyn. I was born in Far Rockaway, Queens. But I moved when I was like six months. <laughs> so um, that really didn't count. So I say I'm born in Brooklyn. But um, yeah, Far Rockaway, Queens. Um, Caribbean background of Bayesian descent, which is a family from Barbados. Barbados. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> 246, 246. Um, that's the area code if you didn't know. But yeah, it's weird. Think Caribbean parents would take their child into sports, but didn't put uh, us into any sports. Um, I have two brothers older than me. I'm the baby, but I'm the tallest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's basically my story um, and how I grew to love the game. But yeah, I started late. But you started, so. But I did start it. You know what I'm saying? And you know... <laughs> Yeah, you know I man. <laughs> they didn't see that, but I dapped Quaker. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah. All right, so I'm Kwaku. I don't remember the exact age. I was born in Ghana, uh, Cape Coast. I lived there like my whole life. Africa. <laughs> I lived there my whole life. Also, I was like, I came here when I was 11. But, like, in Ghana, like, the main sport there is soccer. So, like, wherever you go, like, it's just people, like, playing soccer, barefooted or not, wherever they could find the ball, they could just play. So when I got here to America when I was 11, like, in the summer, it was, like, a variety of sports. So I was like, like, what is this? Like, this is, like, a whole new, like, strange place for me. So, yeah, soccer has just been, like, a big factor in shaping me to be, like, the man I am and the person I am and basically the community I grew around. So I just give everything when I play and just try to pay forward through soccer to people who don't have the opportunity that I have right now. So, yeah. Um, their team name is the Black Stars? Yeah. Yeah, the Black Stars. The Black Stars. We, have, we have had, like, a lot of, like, good competition with the U.S. team in the World Cup. So it's always good to watch it. Yeah, why you had to bring that up, man? <laughs> <laughs> that's when Ghana beat us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, two one. That's fine, you know. No, no, it's not fine. But anyway, <laughs> did you when you grew up in Ghana? Was there like a lot of girls, like females like playing, playing the sport? Yeah, or I, not really. I mean, I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to it because, like, once like people started playing, there wasn't any like judgment of who played. If you had cleats, if you had whatever. It doesn't matter. As long as there's a ball and a place for you to play, it doesn't have to be like competitive. So it's just for you to like play and stuff like that. 
well, I started playing when I was 10 because my dad formed a team of all boys and I was the only girl, so. Hey, that's dope. Yeah. Well, my mom and my dad are both from Mexico, so they Woo! came here when they were really young and I was born here. I was born in East Harlem. Still live there. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All right, now. Um, but basically my whole family played, so I wasn't forced to play, but I don't know. I just wanted to start playing too because I have nothing to do. I started playing, I think, when I was in second or third grade at the school called Lexington Academy. My mom was the one that kind of forced me to play soccer. Um, she said that I should join this the program because it's going to help me be healthy and just like stay active in life. And then from there, I went to play soccer at Thomas Jefferson Park. I was the only girl there. The coach wanted me to play because I, I used to play at Lexington Academy, so that coach was the same one at Thomas Jefferson Park. And then from there, I joined Saturday Night Lights, and that was, I think, in early middle school. Did you meet Maria at SNL? Yeah. How was that? How'd you guys meet? I was really, I don't know, I just like making jokes, and I guess I started to befriend a lot of people because of that. <laughs> So I'm Chelsea. I started playing when I was 12 years old. Not as old as Kwame, but still a little bit older than normal and not as young as Kwaku. <laughs> Out the womb. <laughs> Out the womb. Um, but I did start playing when I was 12. My parents are from Ecuador. I was born here, but I just say that I'm from Ecuador because my parents raised me with Ecuadorian traditions. So unfortunately, I didn't grow up playing soccer. Uh, my brother played high school soccer, and that's kind of when I got interested. Um, my parents would be really supportive, and they would always go to his games, so I kind of wanted my parents to go to my games. So I thought that if I played for a team, that would happen. Um, I started playing with South Bronx United when I was 12 on rec recreational league on Saturdays, and it was really awesome because from there I got to play travel. I played with them until I was 17, and soccer just like took me to different places and offered me a lot of different opportunities. I met amazing people. Everyone in this room actually is, we've met through soccer, so I think it's, soccer is awesome. So your last name is Quito. But I'm not from Quito. But you're not from Quito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually from Guayaquil, which is... Guayaquil. <laughs> yeah. I said it properly, right? Yeah, well, my dad's from Cuenca, my mom's from Guayaquil, so it's like a city and then the mountains. Which so, one's the mountains? Cuenca. 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 Close, yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> okay. So you feel like you're born in Ecuador. Because... Yeah, we go every two years. So like every summer until I was like in college, we would I mean high school, sorry. We would go for two months. So like the whole summer. So, oh, okay. so um, that's what you feel like. Every yeah. You, okay. And because like everything we would eat was like Ecuadorian food. Mm -hmm. The music we would listen to was Ecuadorian music. Traditionally, like we would just do everything Ecuadorian. Ecuadorian because my parents didn't grow up here. That's like all they knew. So. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis. Yeah. Muy delicioso. Ooh, <laughs> that was good. Ooh, that was good, boy. Barely. Mm. <laughs> all right. So. I actually never played soccer. Still to this day, haven't. Oh played my god! No, but you kicked the ball. Yeah, I kicked the ball. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're yeah, right. You I got the ball. that counts. That counts. Yeah. Barely the inside of my foot too. So. Yeah. Oh. 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 Yes, yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> She's like, I know what part to use. Exactly. Yeah, I know to stop right. the ball. Let's go. I never played soccer, and to be honest, I didn't watch soccer until I was probably like. 12 
I think it was like 2011, I think it was the, yeah, 2011 Women's World Cup. I honestly think if it wasn't for like the women's team, I wouldn't be into it now. But yeah, I never got to play. Um, I kind of like when I watch like soccer, like even like with like you guys, when I like see people play soccer, I kind of like always, I'm like, oh, I wish I can be like out in the field and like playing as well and like learning how to do it. But it's just like, I guess Aww. something that I kind of like would always think about or like regret that I never learned how to play soccer or even had the opportunity to play soccer. Do you think it's because like you feel like you're too old or what? why do you feel like you I mean, it's too kind of like physically can't like I have so I have scoliosis and like my back like is curved. I don't know more to describe it. So it's like I get pain like I can't really run that much. I can't walk mm -hmm. that far. So it's like I throw on my back all the time. It's like I have to go to physical therapy for it. So it's like because of that, I never got to do sports. <laughs> me with the cane, you go see me like five years. Um, nah, I never got to play, like I used to actually play softball in middle school, and then I kind of have to stop because I used to always have like back pains and like I used to be kind of always struggling. So like I stopped. So like from there on, it was like soccer. I mean like sports in general was like it ain't gonna happen. So I kind of just gave up on that like having to play. So now it's just like I'm always the fan on the sideline. Watching everybody else, yeah, literally. That's that's unfortunate. I feel like even though you don't play, you still contribute, which I feel like is like an important message because if you can't play for whatever circumstance you might be in, like that didn't stop you, right? Like you found a way where you could still be involved and make a difference, but it wasn't physically as far in the sport yeah. when you were actively playing. But like I think it's awesome that like you didn't let that experience be like no like I can't play so I'm just not gonna try and be like, involved yeah. at all so I think that's yeah. like an important thing to like point out yeah because like what you mentioned before like soccer is the reason why we all know each other mm -hmm. and if it wasn't for that like we wouldn't be here where we are I mean even though like you don't play like competitively I still you still like play for fun you know you kick the ball around yeah, from days to day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it might not go far but at least but you it moves. You, you kick yeah. it properly. So yeah. you got to roll once. Got <laughs> <laughs> kicked up. That's it. It counts though, right? It's supposed That's to roll. Yeah. 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 No, it's supposed to roll. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting to 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 know this though, but like all of us, like all of our family members, aren't born in mm -hmm. America. Um, so do you feel like we're like second class citizens when we're talking about soccer, or do you feel like we're just regular people do you mean like not the first person you think of kind of thing yeah i think it's more so of us being outside of america if okay. you say you know yeah because if you hear our story like no one said like i played on this academy or something like that like you know what i mean it was just like i played in club soccer yeah or, like, like so, it was like soccer, local community you know? stuff so it's like there has to be a link. <clears throat> None of us had the money to, you know? That wasn't our first priority. Like, I'm going to play soccer. It was like, I got to eat. I got to pay the bills. Well, not us, our parents. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, right. well, well you we got to eat. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, our parents are thinking about, like, I got to pay yeah. the bills. I got to eat. Sometimes they can't even pay all the bills in a month. So it's like, they're not going to be like, let me waste thousands of dollars for my kid to play soccer. Right. That's just not going to happen. Not realistic. <laughs> How many of us have, like, more than one sibling? Thank I do. Yeah. I all of us. Yeah, yeah. all of us. Again, everyone's different. So, like, do you think the siblings had, like, an impact? Maybe view on soccer? Like, I know my brother did because he basically introduced me to the sport. Like, me being Ecuadorian, like, that didn't really help because my parents didn't teach me that or kind of introduce me to that. I know, Maria, like, you have two brothers. Yeah, they both play, but also my both my parents play as well. So uh, they definitely had a big impact on me. Uh, I always saw 
my older brother at least he always played so i always saw him and i'm like wow i want to be able to play because i didn't play at all i i and even my little brother is better than me, so like, <laughs> so like, I, I'm no shame. Like, I don't even play that much, so I that that definitely played a role in uh, me wanting to play soccer. My sisters always watched the World Cup. It was, I mean, if it wasn't for them having it on the TV, like I would have not watched it. Like I would not like scroll through the channels and been like, let me put this on. And like my dad always had soccer on, but like Salvador is not good, so it's like I never had that connection that I was like, oh, I want to root for a team because like I didn't have that like personal connection with them so I just didn't care it was like why am I gonna watch this random club from this random country like I really don't right like I'm not gonna pay attention how about you Kimberly I know you have like an older brother so did he like affect you like in any way yeah I have an older brother and a younger sister um same with Chelsea I think my brother was the one that um kind of introduced me to the sport because he started playing before me although we played he was in the same school as me at Lexington Academy he still played with me during the program, but um, I feel like he was more experienced than me because he played outside of Lexington Academy in the park. While I feel like I introduced, well, like both me and my brother introduced um, my sister to the sport because, you know, she, she's a girl. She didn't really want to play. And same with me. I didn't want to play the sport until like my brother introduced me to that sport because I thought that more girls should get involved with the sport, it actually does benefit you, like, in a way, and, um, yeah. Well, quickly, you're the oldest, right? Yeah. How do you think not having that kind of influence um, from an older sibling or maybe your parents, did your parents influence you, or was it just something that you saw and wanted to be part of? I don't remember, like, I don't know, i just been playing soccer, like, my whole life, so, like, just, like, practice, like, Whenever I get the chance to get better, because, you know, I always think that I have to improve, so. You mentioned earlier when you said that you came here and there was, like, so many options to different yeah. sports. Um, I know that from my personal experience, um, you can't just, well, now you can, but, like, when I was growing up playing soccer, you can't just go out and, like, soccer is not that known here, right? So yeah. in a country like Ghana where people literally live and breathe soccer it's completely different so can you talk about like your experience like coming here and like not having that kind of same experience with soccer and it being kind of less and you having to go out and how did you go out into your community and basically find soccer and play with people all right so when i got here in the summer i played a lot of soccer the last one i just came from africa so i just played a lot of soccer there's like a park like right down the hill from me it's called Malali Park, where like people just like, there's a soccer, two soccer fields, so like, people just go there and just play soccer. And that's when I started making new friends who live in the neighborhood and stuff like that. I used to just go play there, like played with SVU South Bronx United when I first came here. So I actually play like that. And I met a lot of new people, which I eventually started school with them in the fall. So it was like, oh, that, that's like pretty cool. And they all like kind of like live in the community. But like after, like a couple of months and like years passed by. I also like started to get involved in basketball because like there's like more basketball attention here. So I started getting involved in that and and that was it. And now like my, my little brother, he doesn't play soccer, but he plays basketball. So like, yeah, that's what like he's like focused on. So like, I feel like soccer is not big in the US because like they have like, there's a variety of sports for you to focus on. So like, right. While in like in other country there's like primarily soccer, so that's why I think that the soccer in this nation is not 
hopefully it gets as big as other countries, but for right now, it's not as big as other countries because, like, there's baseball, American football, you know, there's, what is it, hockey, golf. There's all these other sports that we have the privilege to, to play, so it's not as other countries. So that's why I feel like the transitioning into coming from Ghana and, like, to here is kind of, like, a bit different for me, yeah. Do you feel there's a lot of people of color on the men's or women's national team of the U.S.? No. And how do you feel about that? (laughs) Not seeing people that represent us, right? Like, Like, Spanish Americans on the team. I mean, obviously, like, like we, I don't mean, I don't like it. I mean, I don't know what the pop, like, what the statistic of our our population is in America, you know, like, demographic-wise and all Mm -hmm. that, but, like, obviously, there's, like, so many different ethnicities here, and it's just, like... It doesn't represent us. You don't see it. Yeah, yeah, you don't see it. You don't see it. You don't see it. And it's not even like you just don't see, like, one race. Like, you know, it's not like you just don't see Hispanics or you just don't see, like, African Americans or you don't see, like, Asian people. It's just, like, you don't see nobody, period. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, so obviously, period. (laughs) Period, poo. (laughs) So it's like, obviously, like, why is that? Like what's the cut? What's the link? That's like what all. Is the link? It doesn't matter where you come from around the world. You're not there. What's What's the link though? What do you think the link is? The link is, is the narrow. Yeah. Yeah. Opportunity. Yeah. Like, we all mentioned that we our parents are not from here, right? But we did grow up here, so we are Americans. Mm-hmm. But it's just the opportunity. We do play within our own community because that's our only resources that we really have. Mm-hmm. Playing for a well-known club or academy it's expensive Mm. right and as Gwen mentioned our parents main focus is our education and not necessarily the sport and paying hundreds and thousands of dollars to play the sport when we can go out into our own community and actually play for free and meet new people so I think that's just the link we need to go into communities and find that talent right this kid could be the most talented person but the only reason that's what what's between him and the opportunity, it's money. He can't get there because he doesn't have the money. But does he have the talent? Yes. So it's like, what do we do as a community, right, to get that person, that child, that female, that male, and connect them if we don't have the money ourselves? I don't think it's also about the money and it's also about like time like you know what I mean like when you're young like your parents need to take you to these practices and it's like a lot of our parents had like one two jobs like both of our parents are working and it's just like or you just have one single parent exactly you just have one parent support and it's just like so how do you expect your like mom or dad or like both of them to like be like I have this three hours of my day that can like in the middle of the day take my yeah take my kid to these practices because like when you're five years old you can't walk to the park by yourself or like walk to this Mm -hmm. this location so it's like you need the time like the commitment and obviously money is like probably one of the biggest factors but that goes kind of like hand in hand and I think that's the reason why like U.S. soccer I think in a general sense is not seeing you know different races too as well in other countries they actually go to like let's say brazil like they go to favelas and find these kids that are playing in the street and take them and like gabriel jesus he was i think 2014 he was playing on the street when the world cup was happening and they went to i guess wherever he was and like they took him and put him in a a club team 
and now he's playing with Manchester City and now playing with Brazil in the on the national stage. So I think it's for us to grow as a sport, to make our sport better and make actually have people with different abilities is actually going to communities like like you know what I'm saying South Bronx, you know, Brownsville. Cause you find some you find a gem. Trust me, I have kids in Sunset Park that are like amazing. They will ping the ball right to your foot. And you be like, all right, we need to get him to do something. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just kids yeah. that are out there that are just naturally talented or naturally mm-hmm. athletic. Where, of course, because of the money situation, they're not getting the that right look, you know, from other big clubs or just clubs in general. And also dedication, though. Like, when you're playing in these undeserved communities, like, you're playing because you want to play. You don't have this dream that you're like, I'm going to play and, like, someone's going to find me and I'm going to right. become. Yeah. And, like, these other kids who have the privilege to be like they're just doing it because like their mom or dad put them in the sport and it's like this is where you're gonna play and like mm-hmm. i'm gonna pull the money into you so like you see that through their talent how they play is like they don't want to be there they're just doing it because they're good at it and that's what like that's what they're doing now like there's kids who are doing it just because like they live and breathe soccer and that shows on the field I think it also has to do with like um, opportunities or lack of because I didn't know any people that were playing especially girls like around me I, I only heard about the about SNL because of my brother, but yeah, that's it. Do you feel like it was safe, like a safe safety zone for like mm-hmm. a lot of the girls or like everyone that's there? I, I think it was because, I mean, I thought at least the city, I didn't like going out just because my parents wouldn't let me because it was unsafe. Mm-hmm. So the only place I was allowed to go was SNL. Mm-hmm. It was literally across the street from me. So it wasn't like, I had to travel a lot, but even so like just the space itself is really like, I know everyone there. I know the coaches care about me. I know the people, like the girls that go play, like we're all friends, so. Mm. Do you also, like to the women here that play soccer, like do you feel like when you find a space that there's like other women or girls playing, like that makes you feel more comfortable? Like I, I can imagine it's intimidating, like walking to a park, there's only men playing and being like, I'm gonna go up to them and ask them to play. Like I would walk right out. Yeah, that's yeah. Actually, I mean, of course, cause I can't play. But that like, was actually uh, one of the problems. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why I joined because it was all girls and mm-hmm. like I felt uncomfortable. I don't know why, just being around guys or playing with guys because I don't know. I thought I would get hurt or they would just not let me play because I just, I guess I couldn't play. Yeah, I feel like the same way. During the time I was at the team at Thomas Jefferson Park, I basically was the only girl. It was me and a, a different girl, but we were just defenders because. People thought, well, the parents usually say put them as defense because defense, you know, the parents in the point of view was like, oh, they're not as important to be playing on the field and being forward scoring goals. You know, they, they're not at the same capacity as the males. And at SNL, I feel like that wasn't um, there. And everyone there was at different capacities, but we were able to communicate different ways, either through soccer or like just playing around on the side and talking to each other, communicating with the coaches. And I feel like SNL was a good environment to do that and to help out even the the younger session, the little girls, to start at a young age and like have that feeling, oh, this is soccer, you know, um, I can play this here freely. Well, if I go to like a different place at the park with the, where a ton of boys are, they're not gonna pass me the ball. They're not gonna, you know, um, help me be better because they think I'm a girl. They're not going to provide um, me with support while at SNL they do. I completely feel that. Like, they kind of develop this kind of courage, right? Where it's like, 
it might start off as just like I'm comfortable within a group of females but once you gain that confidence to play it's like you know what I can play and I know I can play so you got you kind of gain that confidence so like if you are in a situation where it's only guys you might be more likely to participate as if you didn't have that development with SNL um, I grew up playing at South Bronx United and they did give me this sense of confidence right like you're able to play and you want to play so go out and play whether it's at this park or at another park so I would always go to Pier 40s on Fridays and it's only guys and it's big guys so like older guys and I really wanted to play I was like I traveled 50 minutes to come all the way over here I'm not gonna turn around and leave so I feel like for the people that may not have that confidence or weren't giving that confidence, it's hard for them because that's what's stopping them too, the courage to go out and play. And unfortunately, it is true. Like you go to a park and it's mostly just guys playing. But when you do see that one girl playing, if that one girl's playing with all the guys, you can kind of maybe relate and say like, okay, that could be me, right? So it's kind of also having like a figure to someone. And like you mentioned, like the coaches, right? They care. So like in a sense, they're a role model figure. So you look up to them. So I feel like building connections and, again, soccer is the tool to many different things. It teaches you teamwork. It teaches you life skills, courage, leadership. So all those things, whether you're having them in soccer or having them in the real world, I feel like soccer can teach you so many things. So I think programs like SNL are essential in communities where soccer or other sports are just dominated by one gender. gender yeah. So I think it also has to do with like Culture. social norms too. We're all from different countries, but we all play soccer because we understand, right? We meet yeah. people through soccer. I'm sure when you came from Ghana, you probably didn't know a lot of people. And the way you met them was through soccer. Yeah, so It was very like inclusive and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I think that whether it's soccer or another inclusive sport, um, we need to learn that and understand that. It's not just about the sport itself, but it's what you learn within that sport that yeah. you can carry on into different situations or even your life. So, If guys understand that women can play the same sport as them, it will be, you don't have to prove anything. No. I, I just feel like when, you, when a woman plays on my team, like even if you're bad, like you don't have to prove that you have to be like this amazing player. Like I don't care about that. I just want to play and have fun. Like that doesn't matter to me. That's the thing. Like you know, we made it when like it's not a shock when you see a woman be good against a man. Like right. it's just normal. You realize how shocked we are when we see like a woman play against a guy, and we're like, oh crap! Like she's actually really yeah. good. Yeah. It's like we shouldn't think like that. And she it's like much. that's a comment that most guys make, right? Like they'll kind of see the girl come on, might not say anything, but. When she starts playing and she's actually good, like you'll hear the oh, like, she's good. Yeah, yeah, comments. Oh, she's good. Like, oh my god, you're good. Like oh, they're actually surprised. Yeah. Whoa. It's like condescending in a way. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like why is that shocking? But then again, yeah. it's like as a female, we kind of feel validated. Like okay, now we're like now okay, now play. I can play. Okay. Like right. now I I made it kind of sense. Mm -hmm. Like I'm yeah. accepted into the team because yeah. right. like, they think I'm good. Exactly. Yeah. You're like nah, we get her. Timothy, come here, man. Timothy be the the worst player. <laughs> Yo. Why are you picking Timothy? But again, nah, people nah. will really do that. Yeah, They'll feel true. more comfortable with the person yeah. that doesn't play as well just because he's a guy than right. having a girl on their it's team. True. It's true. But unfortunately, that's real life. Yeah, and real are life. things changing? Yeah, with programs where they give you courage and whether it's, again, it's not just for females. Like, we need to teach courage and we need to give courage to kids in general so they feel confident. If 
they feel like they're playing in a gender dominated sport. Shout out to City in the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New York, Melbourne, <laughs> Manchester. Growing up in a one just like a, a single mother, just seeing my mom work two jobs, putting food on the table, not knowing where our next meal could be sometimes. It's just like nah, my mom is super strong and like that's why I need in my life too. I need a strong woman. I mean, that's not dependent on people or not dependent on me to like, oh, I have to be the breadwinner all the time. But no, we both breadwinners. Like mm-hmm. you, you get six figures, I get six figures we too. You know what I'm saying? We hustle together. If we all understand that women are strong and that women can do the same things as men and be CEOs and and do all that amazing stuff too, then then life will be easy. But it's not going to be easy because it's like we have to teach them. And that's why I feel like us as young adults coming up to this world and actually working with kids, it's like we need to teach that and instill that into our kids as well. So, yeah, um, I just think that we just need to teach the future and make the future better. And that's how other kids are going to respond and, and take and take everything into as well. So I just think that we're just, we're, I feel like we're on the right path. But if we teach them the same old, same old every single time. Yeah. Generations. There's going to be no progression. Yeah, yeah. no progression. Yeah. Everything starts at home. Any last thoughts? Any last words oh, that you want to like say before we go? Just be yourself and mm-hmm. don't try to fit in. Right, right. Yes. Quake cool. Right, well quake done, cool. Quakey. Anybody else? Don't let gender norms limit you. Mm, yes right maria anybody else if there's a language barrier between you or like something that you want don't let that define what you want Mm, mm, i like that kim if you know that your circumstance can't allow you to participate don't let that stop you from being involved like Mm. when we need to lift each other up and not let whether we're women, men, where we come from, divide us. We're all in this together. Facts. Hundred. Don't let society force you to be something that you don't wanna be. Get out the cage. Period. <laughs> Period. Pool. <laughs>